Welcome everyone to the second edition of Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live. I'm Josh Chastain here in Richmond, Kentucky, joined by my ho my co-host uh, Wes Lanham. He's in Campbellsville, just got back from the North-South 100, just arrived back in time for the show here uh, this evening, uh, back in back in Campbellsville. Uh, so Wes, the uh, North-South 100 is behind us. It is now officially Butterball Week. I'm looking forward to this show because our vision is to make this podcast uh, about local racing, for local racing, for our local drivers, and we're going to have a couple of local drivers uh, in here uh, with us in uh, Logan Preston in the Superstock Division and Zach Powers from the Open Wheel Modifieds, and while we love Supers, uh, I know many people love Supers, uh, th there's a whole lot more to our sport uh, than than just than just super late models and I personally have always believed that the fans who leave after late models are over miss some of the best racing of the night don't you think I agree I agree for sure they uh, they miss a, a good show between the other classes that that are competing and they want to get that victory just as much as a super late model guy does yeah absolutely one one hundred percent and you know one of our main uh, goals that we we hope to accomplish is to help fans connect with drivers and i think the bigger the connection with drivers the more fans will feel connected to local racing and it's a it's a win-win for everyone in our sport uh, and we hope to have as many drivers as we can possibly get on here uh, throughout the rest of the year and as we move forward with dirt racing and the bluegrass live i do want to ask everyone out there uh, watching right now if you would just take a second looks like we've got a few on here but man i know there's more people than we've got on here right now who who would like to hear from some of these drivers and and the things that are going on in our sports so i just want to ask you if you don't care hit that share button uh share this with your friends we've got uh, we've got a lot to talk about in this week's show we're gonna uh, recap the north south 100 and and talk about the butterball memorial coming up this weekend wes i was surprised uh, to be honest with you first show last week was our north south 100 preview show we ended up with over 1500 views on that live stream uh last last week and uh and, and also these are also available on spotify apple podcasts wherever you get you get your listen to your podcast so um and we had some we had some listeners on there as well so uh so a good thing a good thing for local racing and please again if you don't mind just hit that hit that share button help us get this out there to to some more fans uh, just like your just like yourselves out there watching it uh, well, the first thing we do want to do is give a little bit of a recap of the North-South 100 that took place uh, just, you know, finished up last night. Wes, you were there all weekend. From a fan's perspective, uh, how was this year's edition of the North-South 100? Absolutely had a blast. Uh, my wife, uh, uh, Sherry, and I, we, we drove up on Thursday and just had a really good time um, all three days and nights. Uh, enjoyed the race in action enjoyed you know seeing friends and, and family up there at the event and hanging out with them you know pitching cornhole talking racing uh, getting to talk with with some of the drivers throughout the the pits each and every night just really just really enjoyed ourselves um i hate that mother nature had a different plan on thursday night um, which was a rain out but got to give hats off to to the King family for uh, giving everybody their their money back for Thursday's show, uh, that was really cool and, and unexpected. Didn't think didn't think that would be a possibility, but they made a, the announcement Friday morning, and and I was uh, very pleased with that. But 
a lot of good racing for sure um throughout the the heat races and and uh, the features um saturday's feature for the seventy-five thousand to win davenport dominated um really didn't have nobody had anything for him uh so the racing itself on saturday was a dominant performance uh there was still battles throughout the field but i don't think anybody had anything for him and and possibly if if madden hadn't broke on the lap one there uh i'd like to see if madden had anything for davenport but i picked him a week ago today to to get that big victory so i just had a feeling that uh he was going to get the win, but he's hot right now. That team's really rolling. Yeah, you did. You picked you picked Jonathan Davenport to win. So I, I have to say, as bad as I hate to, congratulations on that. And I think you're right in that feature on Saturday. I mean, if you if you looked back through the field, there was action going on everywhere. I mean, there were some good battles on that racetrack, but Jonathan Davenport was just in a different uh, zip code. Uh, you know, he was in, he was in a place of his own there in that in that feature. So. I mean, as far as a race for the lead goes, Jonathan Davenport, we can think he kind of stunk up the race there uh, for us. But, um, but you know, like I said, uh, uh, you know, and then a couple of things, sort of from a Kentucky fan standpoint, um, uh, sort of wasn't what wasn't what we expected, and took some of, I guess you could say, our excitement away from away from the race. One of that being that you know, just the lack of Kentucky drivers even in the feature there, but. Um, you know, congratulations to Jonathan Davenport and his team there. A, a big, a big win for him. Wes, I'm glad you had a good weekend. Unfortunately, I planned on going, wasn't able to to, to make it up there. But I, I do want to talk a, a, about as well, though, just that you know, it, w- it was a struggle for for our local competitors and and so many highlights to the weekend, so many low, uh, so many high points, I guess I should say, to the weekend for those drivers from from Kentucky. Um, you know, uh, you know, only one driver from the state of Kentucky. I had to go back and check myself on this, but only one driver from the state of Kentucky started the 100 lap feature for the North South 100, and that was Josh Rice, who used a provisional to start, uh, started was scheduled to start dead last there, and and he wasn't able. I think we were all anticipating a big run from him in that race, and unfortunately, he just wasn't able to get going like we thought we we thought we were going to see. No, it was. He had issues throughout, you know, on Friday and then also on Saturday. And but the expectations were so high for him and his brother both all weekend long. Um, I think they were just they were wanting it so bad. And then when you have those issues, it's it's just a racing deal a lot of times. And uh, and I know the the state was pulling for him for sure. And that place was packed full of. Uh, Rice Brother fans that, that wanted to see uh, both of those guys do well this weekend, um, and and like you said, just just kind of unfortunate for for all of our local Kentucky drivers. Uh, Victor Lee come out hot, uh, set fast time in Group A. We really, you know, I congratulated him on that, and and it was cool to see, but as the as the racing progressed, you know, he, he come into some, had some issues, you know, on the track and you look at throughout our other drivers, uh, Dustin Limble, you know, he had some issues, got in the wall. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, Josh and James, um, 
Robbie Hensley, I talked to him. Uh, he won the non-qualifiers race. Uh, congratulations to him on that, but he missed the setup in the heat race. He said, if I had to change some things and, and I made a couple, you know, key changes after that heat race, you know, he would have made the show and was confident he had a good car and he ran away with the with the non-qualifiers race after after the main event so congratulations to him uh you know thought thought big expectations for trevor landrum we had him on the show uh, last week and he was excited he also had some issues throughout the week and we was hoping he would make the show as well so yeah, it was it was it was tough. Like I said, a tough ending, I guess you could say for for those local guys. I mean, you know, Josh Rice. There was a point there. He was he was in a transfer spot in his heat race, and it was it was a crazy how it turned out because he ended up jumping the cushion there and got into the wall and it knocked him out of the the transfer spot and the heat race. But all he had to do was finish in a transfer spot, and both he and James Rice would have been in the show because James would have ended up getting the provisional. I mean, Ratliff seemed. Uh, to be in a transfer transfer spot all night or close to it, and it just seemed like something happened. I mean, Victor on Friday night was fastest in his group in qualifying. Uh, Linville was looking good, so a lot of those drivers there, who, you know, it started out well and unfortunately just didn't end. I know the way that that they would have would have uh, hoped hoped that it would have, and uh, so. But there, there's always next year, and uh, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully next year will be a little bit different for everybody there from from Kentucky in in the North South 100. Yeah, I really had some high hopes for Justin Ratliff and his team. You know, they looked good. I really had glimpses of of uh the car was running running well and then he had issues you know throughout his heat as well and and then that car actually dalton wilson had to run that car in the feature because his car was having having issues so use the teammates car to to run the feature race so that was good but overall a, a really good weekend of racing uh just like i said had a blast love florence speedway Love the North South 100, and really looking forward to next year. Yeah, I'm with you, man. My plan is to uh, is to actually make it to Florence next year for the North South 100. Always one of probably my favorite event of the year, and so uh, my my plan is to be there uh, this this time next year for sure to see that. Not only uh, though for the North South 100, uh, you know we can't just talk about the late models because there was also a modified show there as well, and. And I, I mean, I'm to be honest with you, I think the Modifieds ended up putting on a better show than uh, than than the Supers when it comes down to it. Yeah, and the car count was unreal. You had 62 Modifieds show up, so that would have been a thousand dollars to win Thursday and Friday night, and then three thousand to win on Saturday. And they, those guys, were racing so hard this weekend, and they put on a show, uh, beating and banging, slide jobs running up up top running running the bottom uh yeah and ethan dotson you gotta gotta mention him one on friday night then turn around and one on saturday but those guys put on a show i was very pleased with with all of the modified racing this weekend yeah, yeah, I believe it was he and Adam Stricker that you know, it was like a record finish there at the line on on Friday night, and then on Saturday night again. I mean, it was a close battle there. There was three drivers in contention: uh, Cole Falloway, I believe it was uh, Adam Stricker, and then uh, and then uh, 
the 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 guy he was from California. Bakersfield, uh, California. Yeah, yes. all the way from California to win the modified portion of the of the North South One Hundred. And I thought it was interesting. He said it was always like this was the one event in in the Victory Lane interview. He said this is the one event that he always wanted to be a part of. So it was like a, a dream come true for him to come to California and win a race in Northern Kentucky. Pretty pretty cool. Yeah, and I thought it was cool as well. So Friday night there was such a it was a photo finish in that in that feature between him and Stricker and I thought it was really cool um, they just kept trying to get it right and make sure that that they was giving the win to the to the correct driver and they gave it to Ethan Dotson and then his car owner turned around and said we're going to split the money with with Stricker so they split they split the the winning purse so I thought that was really cool yeah, yeah, that that is, man. That's uh that that was a pretty pretty cool thing to do there. Uh, for for sure, I I agree completely. Uh, well, uh, Wes, we're gonna switch gears just a little bit before we do. I want to ask you once again for all those listening here with us live on Facebook. If you don't mind, we're gonna get this out to some more people here. Like I said, I do believe there's there's more people uh, out there around us locally who who enjoy local racing and enjoy talking local racing. We're just we're just a couple friends who enjoy doing that and we thought you know what why not make a podcast out of it so uh please take a second there just to to hit the share button share this with uh with some of your friends uh and in the comment section uh tell us where you're where you're listening from uh joining in uh here on the show uh so uh yeah again uh, great race there at the north south 100 and uh, we're looking forward to next year but we're going to go ahead and switch gears just uh just a little bit here this evening and we're going to go ahead and start previewing the uh Butterball Memorial at Richmond Raceway, uh, Wes. I'm, I'm going to tell you, man. That's this is this is another one of those races that I always look forward to uh, each and every year. The the Butterball Memorial. I'm from Berea, so grew up there at Richmond Raceway. And man, this is this is our big event of the of the year. And and uh, and I can't wait. And uh, we're going to go ahead and bring uh, the driver of the uh, number 33Z Open Wheel Modified. Uh, Zach Powers on the show with us. Uh, Zach, first of all, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Josh and Wes. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on the show tonight. Yeah, yeah, no problem, man. We're uh, we're we're glad to have you on here. Coming off a big weekend up there at Florence for the for the North South One Hundred, and now you're you're switching gears yourself to to Richmond at the Butterball. Yeah, it uh, it definitely was a big weekend at North South. That's kind of my. Uh, weekend that i really look forward to every year you know and it, uh, it's definitely an exhausting weekend uh but yeah switching gears i've already got everything unloaded and cleaned and trying to get repairs made and ready for this weekend because it's another big show and that's a race that i won last year so i'd like to try to get it again <laughs> yeah coming off of a big 11th place um position out of 62 modifieds that has to feel pretty good for you to accomplish that uh kind of give us give us your thoughts your recap on on the racing this weekend yeah i mean going into it it was very exciting because you know you you were thinking three days like three shows and then with thursday getting rained out that kind of put a damper on things and you know i i think everybody was unsure how 
how they were going to run the show because you're supposed to get points from Thursday and Friday, and that made up Saturday. So it it really changed uh, the way things went out. But you know, Thursday, I I actually did get to run my heat race, and it was a stacked heat race. You know, which most of them up there were. There was 62 cars, but majority of them were pretty solid cars. So. Uh, it was a stacked heat race, and I ended up doing good, uh, you know, beating Stricker and Trent Green, which, you know, I feel up there at Florence, that's two of the best, and, uh, you know, I was feeling pretty good, you know, and then it rained out, so, uh, and then Friday, uh, another stacked heat race, but then kind of got a little misfortune on that first lap, uh, just a racing deal, just uh, got into Brad a little bit going into one, and ended up i don't know if we hooked bumpers or what but it spun me around and you know luckily i was able to finish the race but uh had some repairs be made uh uh ended up crushing in my driver's side header uh after that hit on the first lap in the heat race and the body damage and everything i was thrashing to about five minutes before the beam main and didn't even have time to check my air pressure and my tires put fuel in the car make any changes i I threw one new tire on the right rear and went out, you know, started on the pole and, and was able to, to walk away with the B main and win. So, uh, got me in the show, but it, there ain't no way it would have happened if it wasn't for, uh, my buddy that actually came up there and helped me. I usually don't have anybody help me in the pits, but you know, my dad and, uh, my buddy came this weekend. He ain't really been to very many dirt races before and he, uh, I, I got I got some good good work out of him this weekend, so uh, I'm sure he's pretty exhausted too. So, yeah, I got to tell you, Zach, man, I was I was so uh, I was disappointed for you when that when that rain out came on on Thursday night because I mean what a what a run and, and I just have that had to be such a letdown knowing you had that good run beat those guys because they're tough up there and then to have that rain come. Oh yeah, I mean it, it was the same heat race that Ethan Dawson was in too, and I, I, you know, you had Jeremy Rayburn won. I mean it, it was a stacked heat race, you know, and I, I, left out of that feeling, feeling pretty good, you know. I was, had a lot of confidence, and then uh, it gets rained out, you know. And and last year, you know, we did get rained out, uh, and a lot of us, we were talking after the race, we were in that same heat race, you know, Jeremy Rayburn. Trent Green and and I were all in that same heat race last year where the rain came just before we went on the track and then we went back out like three hours later and ran on a hammer down track you know and it's like this year we got our heat in just before the rain came and you thought well I guess they're going to try to roll it in and and go on with the show like they did last year but uh, then they ended up calling it uh, I'm not really sure why I guess uh, maybe they just got more rain this year than they did last year, but uh, it was just funny how that happened. How the three of us were in that same heat race last year when the rain came. And I wish we could have went on with that show because it, uh, like I said, it was had a lot of confidence and would have been nice to run a Thursday and Friday show like it was supposed to be. But Mother Nature had other plans. So. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it, she sure did, man, and uh, that's uh, that's that's just unfortunate. But I guess it's the it's the way so, things go sometimes. Uh, Dustin Fryer is uh, watching with us on here. He says this is the best mod race he's ever seen. Now, I'll have to agree, man. That was that was some good racing, and but but again, I mean, congratulations overall. I mean, I think when you look at sixty two cars and that field, it's not just sixty two cars, man. That was some of the best modified drivers in the country, uh, no doubt there. And to, to come home after the, all the trouble you had, the rain out on Thursday and then the trouble after that to bring it home in 11th is a, is a, is a big accomplishment there and congratulations on that. Now, I want to ask you, I mean, you've been racing for 10, I want to say 10 plus years. I've been following you for a long time when we, when we first started dirt racing in the bluegrass and then all the way through, but how long have you been racing and, and what caused you to get started in, in racing? Yeah, so I really started back in 2011. Uh, I, 2013 I didn't really run but a couple races so really it's been a solid 10 years now that I've been racing and you know I, I'm first generation as far as you know my immediate family goes and uh, I really got into it my uncle you know he raced back when I was probably a couple years old so it's all that I va vaguely remember it and then uh, he kind of sold out to a friend of his and uh his son started racing. So when I was 18, 20 years old, uh, I started going up to the races there in Indiana, Tri-State Speedway, and uh, we'd go there and watch and help him. And I just loved it, you know, and I, I just told myself one day when I was about 10 years ago, I was like, well, I'm, I can make two decisions here. Either one, I can just go all in and buy a car and do it and at least say I did it and I tried or I can sit here when I'm 50 years old and look back and be like, yeah, well, I thought about doing that one day and then regret it. So I had some money saved up and uh, there was a guy selling this car here in Kentucky and turnkey operation trailer. I mean, I bought his suit, his Hans device, his trailer, his car, everything where all I could do is just hook up to it and go to the track the next weekend. And, and I was like, well, I'm going to do it. And I just bought it all and, that's how I got into it. But yeah, it was just kind of a spur of the moment decision. Just didn't want to regret it later in my life. And, uh, you know, I tell you what, now that I've done it, it's just like you're, I mean, it's, I'm addicted to it. You know, I mean, it's, I think all of us are, you know, it's, I don't see a way that I would not be doing it unless I can't afford it or, you know, health reasons or something like that. It's just in your blood and you want to do it, you know, so yeah man I, I mean no no doubt i completely understand uh you know being in your being in your blood you you've been uh you've been fun to watch um all these all these years and so uh glad you glad you got into it and always interested in hearing those stories about how uh drivers in the sport uh kind of get their start so wes you got you got something else for zach oh yeah yeah got got a couple more questions here for him uh zach i know that you run richmond and and Florence is the two main tracks that, that you race uh, week in and week out. Kind of give us your approach. Um, I know both of them are different in size. and Kind of give us an approach from the driver's seat on each of these racetracks. Yeah, so I would say, you know, Richmond is definitely uh, a slower-paced track. You know, it's... I, I would actually say probably Richmond. It's you're it's so much more critical as far as track position where they where they qualify and you know 
uh, don't do passing points. So, you know, Richmond's one of those going into it. You got to know you've got to qualify good. If you don't qualify good, you're, you're going to be in uh, behind the eight ball all night long, you know? So that's the, the biggest difference between the two to me, you know, Florence, you're running passing points, you pill draw, the tracks much bigger, much wider. You can usually run three, four lines and, and you can get up through the field. As you saw in the North South, there was, you know, like Tyler nicely and Ethan in the heat races on the first night, they, they moved up from the tail all the way to first and second. So at Richmond, you're probably not going to do that because it's just not enough room to make those kind of moves. And, uh, the tracks is a lot narrower, a lot smaller. So that's probably the two, two biggest differences. I know, you know, a lot of guys that race at Florence, they do come down to Richmond. They do kind of struggle at times. It's because you, you, you have to have that mindset of you just have to slow down that much more at Richmond than you do at a place like Florence. So hopefully, you know, going into this weekend where I've been running Florence the last five races now, I can, you know, tell my mind to remember that and, and get back in that kind of slower groove of things at Richmond. But uh, it is a little challenging sometimes, so we'll see. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine going from uh, go, going from Florence to, to Richmond uh, would be would be tricky uh, going into the corner. You, you got to woe it up a little bit a little bit more for sure. Uh, Zach, you you mentioned there uh, before you you won last year's uh, por- modified portion of the of the butterball and you know like I said, it's always been being from this area. Grew up in Berea myself, and this is always our big event of the year. The the butterball is. Uh, does it mean more to win a race at the butterball uh, than than any other event, or or how do you how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, any sort of memorial race like that to me it it means more because it's it's just a bigger race you've got usually better competition coming in so it's just the win itself i feel is uh, more of a quality win than just a regular show but the other big thing i feel like is when you can get out of the car in victory lane and you look over there and the stands are completely packed like that's to us drivers that's that's what it means that's what makes the night like when you can race in front of a sold out crowd, you know, like at the North South where this past weekend, it was just packed. I mean, it's just electric. Like you can feel that energy just pulling onto the track and seeing the, the fans and the stands, you know? So that's what makes it a, a bigger show. And, uh, I guess means more to me to win because you're doing it in front of so many more fans, you know? So I would say that's probably, probably what does it for me and you hit the nail on the head talking about the electricity this past weekend at florence biggest crowd i've ever seen there and there was people everywhere it was standing room only the infield was packed the pits were packed front stretch grandstands back stretch grandstands uh that was a i'm sure you could feel the the electricity in the car for sure Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to like in 2020 during COVID, you know, we didn't have fans for those the first half of that year. And it just it just didn't feel right. You know, like being out there on the track, you look over and it's just a ghost town and the grandstands that I don't know. There's just that 
that energy wasn't there, you know. So, Zach, I I know you really enjoy you know running the modified and and you've had success. Uh, in the future, what's what's the goals look like for your racing program? Uh, potentially, could you step up and, and get in a, a crate or a super late model ride later later down the road? Yeah, I mean, modified is really all I've ever raced. You know, I've been in a super stock maybe one time practicing, you know, but uh, that's all I know. Uh, as far as like cost go, I mean, I don't know if I would ever be able to afford my own super late model program. Would I run one if I could? Yeah, if I could, um, if I could afford it. But um, crate late model, I, now I could maybe see that just because I feel like that class is really growing. I feel like the super late model class around here for just regular weekly shows, I mean, it's almost becoming where tracks aren't even running them weekly because you can't afford to pay them what they got in their cars so i feel like crate shows you're seeing more and more here in central kentucky you know you've got 25 35 cars showing up and it's it's a growing class and a competitive class and a a little bit more affordable you know but again i think it would boil down to having the ability to be able to afford it and 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 get into that all the other stuff you got to buy and uh, just the cost involved but if it if if i had an opportunity to drive for somebody then you know hands down i would i definitely wouldn't turn it down uh i would do it but right yeah you you mentioned it there and i'll have to agree with you it seems like something we talk about every week on the on the show here but i i do think when it comes to local competition and i think even eventually maybe regional uh, as far as late models go, I think crates are, are going to be the be the future of, of uh, late model racing and and really be a good thing for late model racing in our in our local local aspect of it, anyways. And uh, but those modifieds are are a lot of fun to watch, and uh, we we always enjoy enjoy watching you, uh, Zach. One thing I want to do, I always try to do this while we've got you here on the show. I want to give you a chance just to to thank all those who who make this possible for you. Oh yeah, appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously my sponsors, you know, wouldn't be possible without them. Uh, the local agents, it's a real estate agent out of Lexington, Kentucky. Um, sorry, Josh, I know you got your real estate. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I just thought about uh, it. Well, hey, you just mentioned me too, so that's all right. I'll forgive you. <laughs> um, you know, Bluegrass Radiator, Dan Deaton, there in uh, Lexington, he helps me out a ton. Uh, my uncle's Speed Store, Emma's Place Speed Store. Valvoline, uh, Ace Drywall. My brother-in-law's got a drywall company here in Lexington. If anybody needs any any drywall stuff done, um, and then you know, obviously my my family. I mean, my fiance. She comes every race and helps out. And you know, we're we're going to be getting married here in uh, like seven weeks or something. So hopefully, I can still race after that. Everyone's been saying that she's going to make me sell the car, but I don't think that's going to happen. So. Um, <laughs> so you got that and then you know my parents my dad he comes every race you know he's he's probably my biggest supporter more than anything um and then i gotta give a shout out to dennis robertson uh you know if, if it wasn't for him starting to really help me back in uh 2017 or so and helping me figure out what i need to do to the car and 
and just how to drive the car correctly and all that stuff. It that's when I started really getting at least halfway decent in, in what I'm doing now. So, you know, a big shout out to him and, and his whole crew that, that helps him. They've they've been a big help and uh yeah, so that's that's probably the most of them. Lightning chassis, you know, Dave and Don, they've been a huge help. Obviously Don Adams is probably one of the most intelligent guys I feel when it comes to modified racing. So that's that's been a big help for sure, getting me where I'm at. Well, good, man. Glad glad to hear you've got all those people uh, helping you. I know it, it means a lot to all of you uh, racers out there to have, have people in your corner. Uh, Zach, again, I just want to say thank you for coming on here and joining us on the show, spending a few minutes with us. Again, congratulations on that big run this past weekend at the North-South, and good luck this weekend as you go to try to defend your, uh, defend your title at the Butterball this weekend. All right, yeah, I sure appreciate it, Josh, and thanks uh, to you and Wes for having me on and appreciate what you guys are doing to try to, you know, get the word out there on the local racing and just what's going on in the bluegrass. And I think it's uh, really awesome what you guys are doing. So I appreciate it. No problem, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Zach Powers there on the show, a fun fun interview, and man, I, I tell you what, this is just so much fun getting some of these local guys on here to, to talk to us for, for a little bit, and uh, look forward to doing more of this in the future, um, but we are going to go ahead and just keep on uh, keep on chugging along here on our show, and uh, uh, and keep, uh, keep pressing forward, Wes, on the phone uh, with us now from uh, Berea, Kentucky, Rocketman, Logan Preston, uh, Logan... Uh, first of all, thank you. Thank you for joining us here for a few minutes on the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Wes, for having us, having us all on here. You're very welcome. We, we thank you, buddy. Yeah, well, Logan, I, I'm going to tell you, I started to put together a list of accomplishments for you, uh, but then I realized it'd be, too, it, it'd be much easier uh, just to say that when it comes to super stocks, he's won pretty much every event uh, in this area, done a, lot of, done a lot of winning over the years, and uh, it, it's always been fun for me uh, to watch you uh, over the years, but if you think about super stock shows and, and everything that's went on over the last few years, Logan Preston pretty much has his, has his name on it, so there you go. Yeah, been been really fortunate last five years, especially. Um, it's been it's been a pretty good run. You just only bad thing about a good run is you know it's going to come to an end eventually. So you just kind of wonder when that's going to happen. You just got to keep riding the wave. That's right. <laughs> well, we know you've you've had a lot of success, especially across the state uh, in that super stock. When you win a big event like the Butterball, what what does it mean to you as a as a driver, especially if you win there at, at Richmond, which is your home track? Yeah, I mean it. Like like uh, Zach said earlier, just the fans and the stands. The more people that come and watch, just the better you feel when you crawl that race car in victory lane. I mean, it's always a great feeling. But whenever the fans are stacked, and usually there's usually better competition there. But, I mean, I've won a few Butterballs. I think I've won four in the last seven, eight years, nine years. So, and I won last year. So, it is it is a different feeling, and it's mainly because of how many fans are in stands. That's just a, a very unique thing that we get to experience. We normally don't get to experience. We usually run last, and there's usually a handful of fans in the stands. But Butterball, it seems like they stick around and they watch, and the fans are still 
still there to, to cheer for you. Yeah, I can imagine it's uh, it's got to be a different feeling having those fans sticking around there. And I, as I said to begin the show, I think a lot of times when people leave earlier after the supers, they uh, they miss some of the best racing on the on the track for the evening. And you you definitely get your get more of your money's worth if you stick around and watch some of these guys because it's uh, always some good racing. Logan, I've been around you quite a bit uh, growing up and everything, and I've I've never asked this. I've always wondered. Uh, how how did you get the nickname Rocket Man? How did that come about? Uh, my dad. I don't know. When I raced in Lake Tumlin, I started racing in 2004. was my rookie year, so I've done 18 years. I uh, didn't have a very good year my first year. And then the second year, I drove my brother's car, uh, Travis's, and I could, I could qualify one pretty good. So from that on, dad just always called me Rocket Man. So he's, he's the one for the reason for the Rocket Man. Gotcha. That that sounds like a Jimmy Preston uh, nickname, there. Uh, there, anyways. Well, uh, Logan, I'm going to get you to help us. We're going to play a game as we're as we're going to continue to do this here on the Dirt Racing and the Bluegrass Live uh, podcast. We're going to play Stump the West, and uh, my co-host here, uh, he he's somewhat of a guru. Uh, in fact, he's he's a guru of of knowledge that you'd never think of if you're talking to him about racing he'll come up with stuff that you're like how in the how in the world did you did you come up with that so i want to test him on his uh, uh hit on his knowledge of uh, of butterball history and like i said i'm going to get you to help us with this so you're you're going to be wes's lifeline uh, and uh, so you grew up around the butterball just like I did. So if he gets one, if he gets one of these questions wrong, uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity to to save him, and uh, and we're going to throw it over to you and and uh, see if see if you can see if you can help him out. Okay. All right. You ready? You ready, Wes? I'm ready. You ready, Logan? Yep. All right. All here right. we go. All right. First question: Stump the West. Let's see it. Let's see if we can stump the West. Uh, so, uh, first question, the North-South 100 is the longest-running uh, dirt event in, in our uh, state. Uh, where does the Butterball fall on that list? On that list? I'm going to say second. Look at him, ladies and gentlemen, starting off the show the right way. He missed the first question last week and then ran through it on me. So, all right, there you go. Second, second, second in the running. The Butterball uh, is the second longest active dirt event uh, in, the, in the state of Kentucky. So, all right, second question. Uh, what car number was Butterball most famous for? Uh, Butterball was famous for the number 59. Logan, I don't know if he's going to need you or not on these, man. I'm going to have to step my game up. I I, I do. I'm sure I'm going to need Logan's help. I I can feel it. All right, here we go. So, yeah, famous uh, number 59, of course, 20,059 to win for super late models coming up this uh, this weekend at at Richmond Raceway for the Butterball. All right, third question. Which two drivers have won the Butterball more than twice? Which two drivers? Mm-hmm. Well, I know Mike Jewell is the winningest driver in the Butterball. Uh, second, 
on that list. I'm going to have to go. I know Josh McGuire's one too. So Josh McGuire, Mike Jewell. I'll have one more than two. I'm sorry. You said more than two, correct? Yeah, you, but you already. I'm just. I'm kicking you out on that one. You, You're kicking time, me out on that. Time's one. up. It's over. All right, Logan. Over to you, man. You you got one chance to save him. Uh, I would say Mike Jewell. I know growing up watching Mike Jewell there was was fun to do. I miss watching that guy. He used to wheel one pretty good around Richmond. Um, I, I I don't know Dwayne Browning. No, I I don't know. I don't know who number two would be. Well, I had a chance to look this up, and the pressure is not on not on me. So, you know, I'll, I'll give you guys a break there. But it's uh, Mike Jewell, and it's won it nine times. And Mike Marler's actually won the race four times. So, surprised, sort of surprised me when I when I looked that up. And I forget about him coming to Richmond and Lake Marler. I remember him in his modified winning. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Marler's won it four times. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. A quick, quick. Right here on Mike Jewell, I got to congratulate him. Um, he was inducted into the National Dirt Lake Model Hall of Fame uh, this past weekend, and I got to talk to him for a few minutes, so that was really cool. Yep, so he's cool. I think Mike Mar- uh, Mike Jewell, yeah, absolutely. Loved watching him growing up. I was actually a huge Mike Jewell fan. Uh, he gave me a tro- – I was a little kid. I don't know how young it was, but he gave me a trophy one night, a heat race trophy at, at Ponderosa. So he was always a good guy, but I think he kind of left everybody around here, especially at Richmond as it relates to the Butterball with the one question. Uh, did he know he was – there i think that's the question <laughs> everybody wants answered from mike jewel <laughs> yeah so my opinion is he made the same lap every lap so, <laughs> yeah he's far enough alongside for him to see i don't yeah yeah i, I think you're I right about you that said. yeah and logan you can speak on this uh, more than any of the rest of us but there's a certain point that a driver has to get to on your outside or your inside before you can before you can see him and and know that he was there. Absolutely, that is probably the most fight starting arguing in the stands amongst everybody is if you knew he was there or not. I mean, there's a certain point that it has to get to. Yes, sound sometimes you can hear them, but it depends on depends on how loud your car is too. Right. Uh, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to judge. And some of these racetracks, like Cumberland comes to mind, when you go to turn one, you better be getting up. And if you don't see nobody and you cut up, I mean, it's it's the job the guys on your quarter panel's job to either hit the brake or cause a pilot. Yeah, yeah, and not only that, but if you think about it, I mean, when when was the last time before that run Jameson made there in the Butterball that we saw somebody running that line? And how many times have we seen it since? I've only seen it once since, and that's when Turbo came back last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so it don't happen, you know. So it's easy to say, well, he had to have known he was there, but there's a lot of factors involved there, you know, really, when it when it comes down to it. All right, fourth question. Uh, so so far, uh, we we're, we we you've only missed one, Wes. So who who won the first Butterball? Brian Asbury, Barry. in 1988. 
Yeah, I heard, I heard you, Logan. <laughs> it's like, I knew that one. That's my birthday year. So I knew that yeah, yeah. So it's my birthday year as well. So, all right. So uh, this is this might be a little harder for you to go ahead and warn you up front, uh, Wes. But uh, so if if you get this one, props to you. But uh, you, you you rolled through them last week, so I had to make this a little bit harder on you on you this week, Mister Guru. All right. So Butterball is famous for what being seen inside the car as he raced that's a good one <laughs> i think you stumped the way <laughs> uh, a stuffed animal no that is that is not correct it was not a stuffed animal logan do you know this one i do not come on logan i need your help <laughs> i mean can you give us a hint josh a little hint uh, you you could see you could see uh, something burning. I'll put it that way. Cigarette. That was close enough. Close enough. Cigar, so I, you cigar. know what? I think I'll give that to you. Yes, it was a. It it was it was a it was a cigar. So uh, I've heard that story a hundred times sitting in the grandstands from some of the older fans who used to watch him watch him race uh, over the years. And so they say every time he would make a lap around the place, you'd see the cigar burning from inside his car so uh, pretty cool little tidbit and i did stump the west this week uh but just barely uh three out of five west i gotta tell you with some of those questions were loaded not not too bad buddy yeah and and that's cool that you mentioned about the cigar you know a lot of a lot of drivers have to smoke a cigarette before they jump in the car and, and uh, so that's cool that you could see the the cigar in in Butterball's car as he raced, so that's pretty cool. Yep all all the all the fans will uh, will definitely uh, they'll be sure to tell you tell you that story. Um, all right, so Logan, uh, we're finished with Stump the West now. So I, I'm not sure if you noticed or not from last week's show, but uh, Wes and I here on the Dirt Race and the Bluegrass Live podcast, we we like to promote brotherly love on here. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, it's just something that we enjoy, and uh, and, and we, we we always make a point to do that. So I, I want to know, uh, all things being equal, you're in a super stock. Uh, Travis is in a Roadhog. So just a little bit of backstory. I, I grew up, you and I both really, watching Travis in the Roadhog, and, and he was tough to beat. He's still tough to beat. But he, he was fun to watch in that thing, and they were fun to watch in general. But uh, Travis could definitely hold his own. But you're in a super stock. Travis in a Roadhog, all things equal, who wins? Travis, hands down. <laughs> all right. See, I told you, brotherly love is what we promote here on, on the podcast. And and uh, I'll tell you a story. I was sitting in the grandstands one night. This has been a few years ago behind Jimmy uh, Preston. And this was after Travis. He had slowed down a lot, bought a, bought a boat and some other things. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was sitting behind Jimmy and, and Travis. Uh, Logan, Travis wasn't running. Logan was out there running. Of course, he was, he was winning. And I just ma- I made the same. I was like, man, Logan is a wheel man. And Jimmy turned around and he's like, kind of, I think I kind of made him a little bit mad. He says, Travis is a wheel man too. And I'm like, yeah, no, I wasn't saying Travis ain't a wheel man. I'm just saying Logan Logan is. So both of you guys can wheel a race car, uh, no doubt. And you've always been, been fun to watch for sure. And on that note, kind of like we <laughs> talked uh, with James Rice last show, about you know him and 
him and his brother and his dad, you know, being from that racing family and, and you've kind of got that same, same scenario, just kind of elaborate on that. And I know it's just a cool deal, um, to be a part of that racing family, but, uh, just kind of give us, give us your two cents on that. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is pretty cool. Uh, Travis, uh, Travis is hard to beat. And, and, uh, I always said there's one person I want to beat is Travis, but then again, there's only one person I want to lose to, and it's Travis. It's kind of a, kind of weird. I know the first half of my career, I, I chased him a lot. And, uh, and then, like you said, he bought a boat and a house, and, and everything kind of went waste out, and he don't race as much as what he used to. But last year, he came back, and we run first and second in one of the series races, and that was probably the one of the coolest nights that I could ever remember, especially Victory Lane. We got four cars nose-to-nose. Uh, Dad... Both young, my my little girl was there. His young and his son was there, and we all we all took pictures. That was pretty neat. It was just a different. I don't know how to explain it. It's just something different in Victory Lane that night. Uh, we're big competitors. I mean, we we give each other a hard time. We pick at each other, but I couldn't ask for a better a better brother in this world. He's he's been nothing but great to me, even outside of a race car. He's he's been a lifeline that I'll I'll always cherish. Uh, that, that's awesome man yeah that is that's awesome good to hear i mean how how does it help you not only with with your brother elaborate on that a little bit with your brother of course but then with your dad your whole family i know you guys build your own engines do a lot of your own work and or all of your own work for that matter but uh, how much does that help you overall how much is have they helped you throughout the oh, years they've, they've helped me a ton i wouldn't i wouldn't be in a race car if it wasn't for them i mean dad raced when he was a kid and I remember I was pictures of me and going to the racetrack, and I was basically in diapers and all the way through to now. Uh, I haven't missed very many Saturday nights. Uh, dad, dad, of course, he he done everything he could racing. He just he struggled. We didn't have a whole lot of money to to do it with. And then his brother got involved with it by the time Travis was starting, so he he helped out on money and got Travis started. And then Dad quit, and uh, rest is history. From there, Travis took off and started winning a bunch of races and and uh then it was my turn to to come on board and mc the guy that helped travis got me going my dad's brother got me going and uh here we are 20 something years later still doing it all right yeah well i mean and doing it and doing it well man no doubt and and like i said it's always it's been fun to watch all of you guys uh throughout the throughout the years for sure all right last question not only do we uh promote brotherly love here on the show but we we want to make sure we do that within the home as well uh so last question uh, you're in a super stock stacy's in a four-cylinder all things equal who wins <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad she's not sitting here. <laughs> no, man, she she was she was really good in that four cylinder. I was I was really impressed with. Her. I think she won a championship at Richmond in it and won a couple features. And she done a lot of firsts at Corbin Speedway, winning winning features and stuff. I didn't know her then. I wished I would have, but um, I don't know. There's she's got as many trophies stacked in this house as I do. So I, I'm gonna assume it'd probably be an even race. She might even beat me. All right, so just to follow up with that, let me ask you this. You're going into three. It's the last lap. Somebody's got to win it. Does she throw the elbow? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I figured Absolutely. she probably would. I figured she probably would. All right, Wes, you got anything for Logan while we've got him on here? Well, that's funny that, that he mentioned that about Corbin Speedway. I remember watching her race at Corbin, and, yeah, 
she's got a she's got a lot of trophies i'm sure uh yep. and maybe maybe just as many as, as you've got but yeah she she hold her own for sure and and uh she'd throw that elbow if she needed to absolutely i mean <laughs> it's it's crazy i feel because she's quit racing completely now um she don't she don't want to do it she don't i don't know why she just don't want to race anymore but she she loves racing more than me and travis both put together i think i mean she's she's always right there she's always helping and uh i don't know a few weeks i don't know it's probably been a month ago we went to Junction city and I came home on a Wednesday, and I said, I don't think I'm going to go to Junction. I just ain't got time to get stuff ready. I just, I got to work. I just don't think I'm going to go. Thursday night, I came home, and my garage door was open to come to the driveway. Sorry, I'm going to tell a story right quick. And uh, my garage door is open. I'm like, why is my garage door open? So I pull up there, and she has the, the three tires off my car on the tire grinder machine, and she's grinding the tires. And I was like, what are you doing? She said, we're racing tomorrow night. <laughs> so long story short, we went to Junction, and and uh pulled it out and, and if it wasn't for her grinding those tires i would not even have thought about going that was the only reason why we went and it worked out for a great weekend but i just think that's the coolest story to say you get to do something as cool as racing with someone you love and they love it as much as you do and it's just uh, it's a unique experience that that's very awesome and we josh and i we were there that night correct josh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, we, yeah josh uh, plugged the extension cord in for us on the battery that's, charge. yeah that's right i was big i think i'm gonna take credit for that win actually uh if he, his battery would have died if i hadn't been there i plugged that cord in i know i was yeah. a lot of help and, yep. and had a lot of fun yeah he <laughs> said uh, he said i helped on the car said uh, i plugged that plugged that cord up and uh didn't do anything else but he was there for support moral gotcha. support <laughs> but you did get that that victory and uh i believe we were talking was that your first win there at ponderosa i won one back in 05 or 06 but peyton pelfrey led the race and spun out and put him to the tail and he come back through us and was leading again and spun out and then it, they put him off the racetrack then the next guy broke then the next guy broke so i didn't earn it i did win it but i did not earn it i spent 17 years trying to win it and earn it and i finally finally done it a few months ago well josh and i were talking about that and, and uh i was like surely that's not the first victory there but we were digging wasn't we josh trying to trying to figure out um but we were definitely happy for you to to get that win that night in my eyes that was my first one there because like i said i mean you can win races but you don't necessarily earn them i mean you just have to be the last one left it sucks for the other people, but I mean, it happens. I, I've I've led races and gave them away at the end. Something happening, but uh, I mean, they just mean more when you when you earn them. It's it's different whenever it's you process elimination. You're the last one left. That's just to me. That's not a that's not something hang your hat on. Say you done something. Right. Awesome, man. Well, I'm I'm glad we were I'm glad we were there. It was it was cool to see. Always always fun to fun to watch you win. Uh, Logan, before we we let you go, uh, I know we've talked a lot about your family, but you've got some others that help you get up and down the road every every week and uh, and and get to get to Victory Lane when you do as well. Absolutely, I mean there's there's several of them, I and we've already talked about Travis and my dad and my wife. I mean they're they're always there for support and everything else I need, uh, no matter what it is. It's it's always it's always yes. Let's do it. Let's let's do what we can. Um, I'll tell you another one is uh, Larry Yance and Chad Yance. Man, what a lifeline they've been the last couple of years. Become good friends with them, and 
they have done nothing but help me for the last couple of years. They actually pulled my car to Junction that night and Burnside the next night because I had to work or I wasn't going to make it there. So, I mean, that was a, just little things like that is a, is a major help to us. Um, if we need stuff that we can't get, they, they seem to they help us out and we make sure we get what we need. Um, and then uh, Red Rock Homes in London. Uh, if anybody needs a mobile home, that's, that's where I would recommend you go. Go down and see Jason. Great guys. They'll hook you up, tell them I sent you, and they'll, they'll cut you a break. Uh, Eagle Finance of Richmond. Matt over he's an awesome guy. Uh, we've been friends for a long time, and he's been nothing but short of helping us. And I uh, want to say thanks, Justin Neal at JTN Construction. Been a lifelong friend. Uh, his dad raced forever. I mean, he's he's helped us out quite a bit. Uh, Bartley Grant at Rainmaker Race Car. Bartley, he's, he's been with me since, God, for 12 years. 12 years or more we've been good friends he helps me out on the race car a lot if i got questions he helps me tremendously uh robbie gad um and taylor hammonds they're always there always wanting to help always asking what they can do uh nathaniel stacy's nephew he's been he's been around helping all the time and david clark he's always always a phone call away always helping it's not always about what money you give people it's it's the knowledge and the friendships you make and and the help they offer and support and that's a, to me that's a big thing awesome man well yeah well again i just i want to say thank you for uh, coming on here a few minutes for a few minutes with us and uh, joining us on the show and i want to wish you good luck this weekend coming up defend that title for the for the butterball and uh, we'll we'll be there to we'll be there to watch it all right we'll, we'll give it our best shot all right sounds good buddy thanks again thank right, you see y'all bye-bye see you all right, Wes, so there was uh, Zach Powers and Logan Preston joining us on the show here this evening, previewing the Paul Butterball Walters Memorial coming up this weekend at Richmond Raceway. We're going to give you a little bit of a Butterball preview. We're running over a little bit on time, uh, over over schedule tonight here, Wes, but quickly I do want to go through this. So tell us about Friday night at, at Richmond. So Friday night, the super late models will qualify and run their heat races. Uh, Super Stocks will run for $859 to win. The Hornets will run for $459 to win that night. Yeah, and then coming up on Saturday uh, evening, the the uh, the big one is going to be twenty thousand fifty nine to win for Super Late Models, uh, one thousand two hundred fifty nine to win for the crates and the modifieds. We hope you can make it out to Richmond Raceway and uh, join them for another edition of the Paul Butterball Waters Memorial, the second. Uh, longest actively running event for dirt racing here in the state of Kentucky West. Uh, we're going to go ahead as we did. You, you got all two points last week in our in our little challenge. So uh, uh, whoever wins is going to get a steak dinner from the the other between the two of us at the end of the year. But from these picks, so you're up two nothing. You picked Jonathan Davenport to win. He dominated the North South 100. And then uh, you also uh, you picked Josh Rice, and he was the only driver from Kentucky to to make it in the feature of the North South 100. Uh, so hopefully I can do a little bit better this week. Let's go ahead and get started picking. We'll start Wes. You go first with the Hornets. All right, in the Hornet division, I'm going to pick Clint Cox for the win. All right, I'm going to go with uh, with Tyler Kelly. He's been close a couple times there in uh in the hornet division this year so i think tyler 
Uh, seen on Facebook earlier, he's almost got that car back put put back together after a rough last night out. So I think he gets it done this weekend at Richmond, a big one for the Butterball, and then uh, in the Superstocks. Uh, I'm going to get the first pick in this one, and I'm going to go with the the man we just got off the phone with. He's going to defend his title this weekend at Richmond, and uh, Logan Logan Preston's going to get it done in the Superstock division. That's an awfully good pick. I'm going to go with Tyler Hayes for the weekend win. All right, and so for the Open Wheel Modified division, Wes, you go first. Well, I've got to go with uh, – our hotline driver for tonight, Zach Powers, gets the win in the Butterball Modified Race. All right, there you go, Zach. So Wes thinks Zach's going to also be be one to defend that Butterball Memorial uh, win. And I'm going to go with you know it's hard to tell because you know you don't know who's going to show up and who who isn't. But uh, I'm going to go uh, with. Uh, the uh, I'm going to go with uh, Victor Lee. It was a last second decision there. I couldn't decide who I wanted to go, but I think I'll go with Victor Lee if he shows up. I think he'll be he'll be tough to beat there, at Richmond. And uh, moving on to the crates uh, again, it's just hard to know who's going to show up. But assuming he shows up, I'm going to go with Jeff Watson in the Crate Lake Model Division. <sighs> you took my pick on that. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the 14 car of Logan Walls. Okay, all right, there we go. So I took took your pick. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And I'll uh, give you I'll give you first pick in the super late model since I beat you. Last yeah, week. yeah. Since you got first pick, see, I appreciate that. I appreciate the thoughtfulness you're showing to me there. All right, so I'm going to go with another one defending his crown this this year. He won last year in the super late models, uh, picked up the butterball win. I'm going to go with Zach Dome. Zach Dome, that's a good pick. So you're picking predominantly uh, previous butterball uh, winners. I'm going to go with the uh, local guy there. Uh, close to the Richmond area, I'm going with the Rooster Dustin Linville for the win in Super Late Models. Hey, that's a good pick too, man. I tell you, you picked up a big feature earlier on this year there at, at Richmond. So, uh, so, so a good pick. Uh, good luck this weekend. I hope I can at least uh, get a couple of points since you just totally dominated me last week. And Wes, uh, I tell you, man, it's it's been a, been another fun show here uh, previewing the butterball talking to some of these local guys some really good good conversations yes it has and and this this past weekend at north south 100 was great got to talk to a lot of a lot of drivers a lot of crew chiefs um and really touched on going and talking to a lot of our kentucky drivers and that's what it's all about is is promoting our tracks and our drivers here in the great state of Kentucky. And as you said, another another great show tonight. I've had a blast talking with, with Logan and Zach and, and kind of hearing their story. And, and that's what it's all about, folks, is, is we want to provide that to you all uh, each and every Sunday night. Absolutely, we do. And I hope to con- see it continue to grow and help our tracks and drivers and everybody else associated with this sport and bring something our fans uh We'll, we'll enjoy listening to. And I do want to say thanks to Zach Powers and Logan Preston for, for joining us. Uh, you can catch us on here, as, as Wes said, every Sunday at 7 p.m. I do want to say next week is going to be our Harold Hargrove uh, preview show for the uh, Harold Hargrove Memorial there at, 
Uh, at Lake Cumberland Speedway, I know that's a big event, obviously, for Brandon and his staff there at LCS. And so we're going to take some time and preview that and talk to some local drivers around Lake Cumberland next weekend. Uh, you can find the replay on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live. Wes Latham, we'll see you at the Butterball.